The world is a mysterious place. Think about the ocean, the amount of wildlife that exists deep in the sea. I mean, do we know what's really there? I'm fascinated by the possibility of life on other planets. The universe is always expanding. There are billions of stars. There has to be something more. And then there's the biggest mystery of all. And it's this. What is Chick-fil-A putting in their chicken sandwiches? Of all of the fast food restaurants that I pass when I'm driving, there is always a line at Chick-fil-A. And it's not just one line. Both drive through lanes are bumper to bumper, no matter the time of day or night. There are even people camping out on Sunday to be the first one to get food once Monday rolls around. People get so excited to go to Chick-fil-A, right? They lose their minds. Don't get me wrong, they make a fine sandwich, but I don't flip my lid over it. People go nuts for Chick-fil-A. What are they putting in the sandwich? I have a hard time believing the secret sauce is a pickle slice. I mean, that's a nice touch, but come on. Is it the foil-lined packaging? The adorable cow mascot? No, there's something more nefarious going on. There must be some ingredient in that sandwich that goes straight to our addiction center in our brain and hooks us. There is no other fast food that does this to people except maybe the McRib. I'd like to see the McRib challenge the Chick-fil-A sandwich in a cage match. Oh, who are we kidding? McRib wouldn't stand a McChance. Now, if the McRib adds a pickle slice, then maybe that would be a McGame changer. Hmm, it's worth thinking about. Hello and welcome to another episode of Apocalypse. Let's get started. We have got a lot of interview to get to today, so I'm just going to jump right in. Let me tell you who our guest is. First of all, her name is Lindsay Yegi. Lindsay and I have known each other for a long time. We go way back. She is one of the sweetest people you ever meet. Uh, she's one of these people where initially you meet her and you don't think it's real and then you realize it's real and then you're kind of pissed because you kind of want to be more like that. She's effervescent. She is jovial. She is considerate. She's empathetic. She is all the things that you want in a friend and she's coming to you right now to talk about one of her favorite podcasts. So let's not drag this out any further. Let's get to it. Yagi or Yagi? That is the question of the day. Yagi, like yay. It's Yagi. I think I've been Yegi. saying Yagi all of this time. You don't even correct people, do you? No, because, you know, I came, my maiden name is Smith. And so that was never butchered. Mm-hmm. And um, now it's kind of fun. I'm like, oh, this is cool. People like you know, say it different ways. So no one, did anyone ever <laughs> spell Smith incorrectly? No, right. I don't think, I don't think anyone ever spelled it incorrectly. You know, no. I could have gotten the Smythe in there or something like that, but yeah, the extra E. So Lindsay, you are coming to us live from your car. Tell us why that is. I, it's just a quiet place that I could find this morning. Is this your first time as a guest on a podcast? Yes. Oh my gosh. How's it going so far? I feel great. Thank you so much for having me. This is um, fun. And I really, I'm I'm enjoying it because I've listened to so many podcasts and um, I think I understand when people say I'm a little nervous or, or, you know, what, how does this 
go, but you make it really easy for your guests. I'm assuming people say they're nervous because they know they're going out to hundreds of thousands of people, potentially. (laughs) Really, it's just maybe your parents that are listening to this. Maybe your husband, Michael. No. That's about it. Yeah, it's okay. You know, one day, though. One it day. could be millions. I mean, so they might go back to like the first, you know, 50 of your podfulness episodes and re-listen and be like, wow, guest number. Let's listen to that. Yeah, yeah, guess, right. Guest number let's 10. To, let's listen right? to Yegi. Let Yegi. She was great. <laughs> so, Lindsay, you are an Indianapolis native, right? Yes. Have you ever lived anywhere else? I have, yes. Um, I, let's see. In college, I had the opportunity to study abroad in Australia. And so um, for a semester and then a few extra months, I traveled around and lived in Wollongong. Um, It's about an hour south of Sydney. Okay. I picked it because it was near the coast and I I wanted to surf. And that's why I, I picked it. And were you able to surf? What's the surfing like in Australia? That's wonderful. And yes, I was able to surf. That was like the first thing I did was I just bought a surfboard and I didn't know what I was doing back then. So I bought a short surfboard, which is like better for more advanced surfers and and tricks and stuff. And so Mm -hmm. I did not have very much success getting up on this board, um, but it was just fun. It was fun to get out there and be in the waves and just float around and even if I didn't stand up even one time that day, I would be happy just to be out there. Now, hold on. You went there to study abroad? <laughs> yes. And the first thing you did was buy a surfboard. What sort <laughs> yeah. of studying were you doing? <laughs> I, I mean, I I did. I took, you know, I, I was stu- at IU. I was studying. I am a speech therapist. So I was studying speech and language pathology stuff. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have any of that in Australia. So I just kind of studied a lot of electives over there, you know, I mean, yeah. they, they, and it was fine. So it was, it, it kind of bumped me back a semester with my graduation. Um, you know, yeah, but you got to go to Australia. But, hey, you were probably but, fine hey, with that. It, yeah, I was fine with that. So it was, yeah, no, I mean, I did study when I could. Did you pick up the accent? Were you able to uh, oh. imitate the Australian accent with ease? It was, you know, no, I'm not very good. It's funny because I'm a, speech language communication therapist but and you know I kind of like study speech but I'm really bad at picking up accents like I don't I had a roommate and her accent was so thick and like Uh just very prominent and I it took me a really long time to understand her I almost felt bad at times I was like can you say that again and I mean she just you know it was and and it was an Australian accent but it was like a, it was like from a more rural area of Australia. And so it was more, it wasn't like the city accent that we all hear on TV. Right. It was, right. right. <laughs> I hear you. It's a hard one to yes, do. You're, you're good. Sure. That's great. Yeah. Did she struggle with your accent? No. No. Right. I don't feel like people ever do. No. A standard American, Indiana. No. That's right. She was okay with it. So if you were a surfer, <laughs> that, that tells me that you're relatively athletic, right? Didn't you tell me once you played ultimate Frisbee in college? Yes, I did. Yes. Were you on a team or was it just a rec league? Uh, no, 
a team, a team for uh, Indiana University. They're called Calamity Janes. Okay, excellent. And the, that's the women's team, and then the men's team is called Hoosier Mamas. Of course, and of course, yes. And so, and then, um, so, so that I started on the club team for IU, and then um, after I graduated, I, I, you know, you can be on co-ed teams. So I was on co-ed travel teams and that kind of thing. Well, that's fun. Did you yeah. travel out of state or did it stay pretty much inside of the board, Indiana border? No, we traveled out of state and, um, and in, in, in state, but all kinds of places. It was really fun. And then I, um, played also when I lived in, um, Oregon and I lived in Hawaii, I guess back to that question. Yeah. Where else have I lived? So I played ultimate Frisbee was kind of that, um, connection that, I may, you know, you played ultimate and then you had just instant friends because yeah. you could move to a town and everybody has ultimate in their town. And so you find, you find your fast friends and just, it's great. You know, that's the thing about sports. I was on a flight recently and I was sitting next to uh, someone on the Georgetown women's basketball team and we were chatting and I just said, what was it like your adjustment to college? And she, she was a sophomore. She said last year, I was very fortunate because I had friends at my disposal because of basketball, right? You yeah. meet people, you have a, similar hobbies, you're doing things with them without your phone. And she said, but she has a lot of friends that have struggled because today it's really hard to communicate and have deep relationships because people are on their phones all the time. So yeah. I could see where being on that sports team, you have those built-in friendships right away. Absolutely. Yes. Now, are you yes. still involved with sports other than cheering on your children at their sporting events? <laughs> are you still staying physically active? Well, I was playing ultimate even after I had Ashton and Tyler and I, you know, I was playing, I just, but then I, I had a knee injury and so I had to have mm. surgery and that kind of took me, at, I tried to come back. I had a little comeback, but it was just not the same game anymore. And yeah. so I just stopped. I kind of retired from ultimate Frisbee and um, now I, I do yoga. Um, okay. It is like a sport to me. Like I, do, not a sport. I oh, don't know what is. to say. Like it, it, it is. I do feel like it's, um, it's not like that kind of sport that you're doing with other people or a team sport, but it's like, it's just what I enjoy focusing on. If when I have that free time to, um, that hour to myself to be on my mat and it's just a, such a neat combination of using or like having your body do the work, but you're also, your mind is doing the work and mm -hmm. it's a sense of like meditation with it. And so it's just such a neat combination and I just really enjoy it. I need help with my downward dog. I was into yoga for a while. I could not master that simple pose. Is there a trick to it? Um, no, I don't think there's any tricks. I think you just have to, you know, get comfortable with tight. being there. Yeah. I mean, if you're tight, you're, then just the, the solution is just do it more. Okay. Just keep doing it. And you like doing yoga with people though, right? Like when you do the videos, it doesn't feel as communal. I right. like having someone watching me because I want to, I want to make sure the teacher knows that I'm trying. I want to be able to get it right. <laughs> and when it's a video, you're like peeking away. You're like, oh, this one's too hard. I'm going to stop doing it. So, well, yeah. I mean, that's funny. I didn't, I do like being in the room. It is a nice feeling. You just feel everybody's 
positive energy and you know they came there too to be on their mats for they're carving out that time of their day and you know it's a special time and a lot of times though mark i'm doing yoga with my eyes closed and i really try i'm not looking i don't want to look around maybe for inspiration but not for you know i'm like okay i mean i can just feel everybody's there have you ever done yoga with animals in the room like uh, was that goat yoga goat yoga no i i have not i kind of i do I, i'm curious but no i've never done that even i feel like was, i'd start um, giggling I think I would too. I would, yeah. We took a trip and there was um, being, there was flamingo yoga being offered. Like the flamingos would be walking around while you're doing yoga. And I was kind of interested, but I didn't do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, but fun. Okay. Um, you, yeah. you are so real quick, you're married, you have three sons. Uh, yeah. I know you do a lot with your family, very dedicated mom and wife. You also love going to concerts. So when was the last time all of you went to a concert? Oh, that's a really good question. Wow. All of us? Like, even yeah. Or has parents? that even happened yet? No, I would say um, it, we have this wonderful venue here in Indianapolis, and I'm sure you've been. Um, it's Connor. Well, Connor Prairie is the area, but it's Symphony on the Prairie. Mm -hmm. They have, in the summertime, they just have these, it's just an outdoor venue. And they have themes a lot of times. So it's, it is like symphony style, but sometimes it spans. And, and um, we went to one, it was on my mom, my mom and I share a birthday. We okay. share July 9th as our birthday. And so the whole family went and um, we went to, there's a name for it, but it was like Billy Joel and Elton John, like two um, musicians who impersonate them, but they were like, I don't know if you've ever been to this one, you no. should go, but they were phenomenal. They are like, I, I really thought I was watching Elton John and Billy Joel. Right. Oh, amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. But that, yeah, that was a fun thing to do as a family. Yeah. You sent me an email before we did this podcast and you said that you haven't decided if it's out of your comfort zone or not, but it's always good to get a little uncomfortable. That means you're growing. And then in parentheses, you said, this is exactly the thing that would be discussed <laughs> on the podcast I like, right? Yes, exactly. Being uncomfortable. So we are going to yeah. talk about Glennon Doyle and her podcast, which is called? We Can Do Hard Things. That's right. And we'll do that right after this break. Podfulness. I'd like to pretend it's not happening, but it is. I'm losing hair. The top is getting thinner. It grows slower and it's rough. Some of my friends have gone completely bald. Some have a significant patch missing on top. So what can we do about it? Men, I'm here to share some good news with you. The cure for male pattern baldness doesn't come in a bottle. It's not a drink and there's no surgery. It's proven to work and no one can tell that you've lost hair or in the process of losing hair. It's called a hat. It can be a straw hat, cowboy hat, biking helmet, or the classic baseball cap. Wear it to dinner. Wear it when you work out. Wear it when you travel. As long as you have a hat on, you'll have the head of hair you've always dreamed of. Hats. Available everywhere. Men shop. And now, back to the show. Yeah, let's talk about Glennon. So, We Can Do Hard Things is hosted by Glennon Doyle, but also her sister, 
Correct. and her wife. So tell me about the whole yes. relationship. Yeah, there. it's a great like trio and uh, of relationships because you do have this sister relationship, and she and Amanda is they call her sister. Yeah, and that and I think Glennon's called her sister like forever, her whole life, and um. So you listened to an episode of, and Amanda was the one who was like talking the most, or it was about her. Yep. And so they do that sometimes too. They'll, they have on guests or they, they talk or one of it's kind of focused on one of them more so, or a relationship between the two. And then, so Glennon also has her wife on, um, Abby Wambach, who is, um, you know, they all are like, kind of known and Glennon wrote a book called Untamed that was I guess her most popular uh achievement she's also written other books so she's a writer and um she and then her wife Abby is a like badass like soccer player that's right you know with FIFA and um she's awesome and and then and then Amanda is you know I think she was like a lawyer and she was, uh, and she human rights and, she, and she, yes. Yeah. So they're all these like intelligent, awesome women with, but I love their dynamic with each other, how they're all related. And then just the way that they communicate to each other. I, I, just, yeah, I feel like I'm a friend of theirs. Like I laugh with them when they're laughing and, um, yeah, you know, it's just a good feel. So they all made their mark on the world before they met each other. Right. So, Yes. It's not like Glennon was riding Abby's coattails or anything like that. They, they, she was established and so was Abby. And so. Correct. Right. So yes. how did you find out about this podcast? Did it just appear in your feed or did someone recommend it to you? Probably somebody recommended it to me. I mean, you know, I have those friends who we all like, I'll just send a podcast to them, the, uh, something that I liked. And then a friend will send me something they liked. And it was kind of like your wife, Sarah, sent me about your podcast. So Aha, I found out right. about you. So it's usually through friends. And then I just, I listen to one and I'm like, oh, I like that. And so then it just snowballed into, I, I have not listened to every single episode they've ever had, but I have listened to a lot. And I just really, I, I gravitate toward it. So how does the show work? I mean, is it just them just talking about their life all the time and you hear their coffee cups clinking and, you know? <laughs> Um, yeah, they're just, uh, they have a topic and, or they have a guest and they, they are all there. And so, you know, again, like maybe someone is talking more than the other person and Glennon is usually the one who's, um, she's the host. Yeah. So like, let's say there's a topic and they are going to talk about, you know, relationships or the relationship with yourself or the relationship with other people or, you know, the self journeys or, you know, the community or just, there's so many topics. They just Mm kind of dive deep. They dive deep into them, but they make it fun. They laugh, they cuss, they, they're just, um, they're, you know, you just, you really feel like you're just sitting there with your friends, but you're going, but you're going pretty, you can go really deep, but not, I don't want people to like be like, ugh, a deep podcast. That's the last thing I want to listen to. Um, because they don't make it, you know, it's it's just it makes you feel like you're learning, you're growing, you're becoming like you're taking things away from each podcast. Like, yes, I want to incorporate that into my life. Yeah. Or, oh yes, I didn't, you know, I didn't even think about it that way. 
it just it's very yeah. I will give them credit because on the episode I listened to, they all sounded very present, right? They didn't, yes. Glenna didn't sound like she was just asking a question, waiting for the answer. And then she had another question she was going to move on to. Right. So yeah, it feels very present and authentic. Uh, something I yes. found very funny was that whenever one of them would make some sort of a point or something deep and meaningful, the other two in unison would go, mm. <laughs> You As know what? Just had cheesecake or something. Mmm. <laughs> notice that of course like right away and I love that I don't know it's just like you are acknowledging what the other person has said and it make and it's just like yes mm. I hear yeah <laughs> that's my favorite part <laughs> that is that's one of my favorite parts too so have you that read Glennon's book or books I feel like I know maybe a lot about it because of just this podcast or other podcasts that I've listened to with her being interviewed, but I, I, it's on my list to read and I really want to, but I'm going to admit that I am not like the fastest reader in the world. And I wish I was like, I don't gobble down books the way that some people do. And so like, I think that's why I like podcasts so much because yeah. I can listen and then get a lot out of it. Maybe like a book, but, um, I do. Too. I have a Civil War book that was recommended to me probably 20 years ago. And it's sitting right by my bed. I'll get to it eventually. Oh, my, so does Mike. Is it the, which one is it? Uh, is it Killing Angels? No, he had like War and Peace or I don't. Oh my gosh. Of... Yeah, forget that. <laughs> Good grief. How do they keep it fresh? Because if it's typically the three of them talking about different subjects, do they ever bring on a guest that's an expert in a certain field that they want to talk about? Oh, yes, oh, they good. do. They do. They bring on guests all the time. And they have like, because they are, you know, they all have these, their achievements in their own life. And they have, you know, they have a lot of connections out there or they, or people know of them. People get really excited to be guests on their show. And so like Kamala Harris, was a guest on their show or Jane Fonda, mm -hmm. um, Reese Witherspoon, you know, um, Gina Davis, I, you just get like, and then, but there's also like those, you know, famous people that we all know, but then also they might have like, they read a book and it's very inspiring to them. And so they would bring on the author of that book. And so that's kind of been fun for me because I don't necessarily know them. And then I, I'm like, yeah, oh, I want to know this person even more. So, um, or know their work more. Like um, they had on Dr. Becky Kennedy. It, she's known as like Dr. Becky and she has written Good Inside. And she's like a children whisperer. You know, she's just like uh -huh. the guru of of kids or like, no, you know, parenting. Right. It's a, She's amazing. But she like does it in a way that you're like, Oh my gosh, I've been doing this wrong. Right. But I, you know, she's amazing. So the episode I listened to, How to Face Your Biggest Fear, that's obviously something that men, women, children all relate to. But the episode is it always through the lens of a woman. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. You know, I I, I would say so, although I mean, don't get me wrong, I still got something yeah. out of it. Yeah, for sure trying to think about this I've never I don't think I've ever listened to an episode where they've had a man on as a guest um sister 
is married and so she would bring in her like the lens of you know what she would think from her husband and um Glennon was married to a man okay and now she's married to Abby so there's that dynamic and so it's just it's really fascinating yeah I mean and you know what it's okay if it's all women that doesn't mean that it's <laughs> anti-men it drives me yeah. crazy when people say things like oh it's an all-women show and the only women guess they're anti-man it's like no it's not it's right, not at correct. all right it's yeah. just silly so um I noticed though that um Amanda at least with the episode I listened to she was kind of boy crazy Oh, oh, then I think I have listened to that episode too. Oh my gosh, she was talking uh, yes. about all of her different boyfriends and, and she would travel <laughs> around the world and it would always be, oh, that's where I met Kieran or that's where I met so-and-so. It's like, what's going on? I listened to that episode too. Yeah, I didn't know that about her. And I was like, wow. She, yeah, and she like had this, uh, like, it was funny how Glennon had described her. Like she was just kind of like magnetic, you know, just guys would be like, cause she was their sisters. And so she would just see, you know, she just had this energy that she put out or that she, that, that she didn't even put it out, like not knowing or not knowing. Right. And just, you know, it was, and so that's funny because they talked about that. Yes, I did. I did listen to that episode. In a nutshell, how would you describe the show and what sort of person would get the most out of listening to this? In a nutshell, I feel like this show is, it's inspiring. It has, you know, you feel like you are a sense of a community. Um, they even call their listeners the pod squad. Um, uh-huh. You're just, you're friends with them already. And it just, you know, you, and you just feel like it will, it enlightens you. You just, you take something on every time you listen and um, you grow and you learn and you laugh and you, you know. Yeah, that's and that's the wonderful thing about podcasts, Lindsay, is that you have you have choice. Whereas if you listen to a news station, it's always going to make you feel bad, right? It's always you know, if if it bleeds, it leads, right? It's always going to be bad news. And with podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to, and if you want something positive and inspiring and uplifting, then you've got those podcasts like the one you love here with Glennon Doyle. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing that. Hopefully. People will check it out, um, and that's available everywhere. Podcasts are available, right? They don't have an exclusive relationship with a certain provider, do they? No. Okay, good. Nope. Well, Lindsay, we established earlier that you are a mom, that you're sitting in your car right now because who knows how crazy <laughs> it could be getting inside the house. So we're going to play a game, okay, that has okay. to do with motherhood. Now, do you consider yourself okay. a good mom? I do. Good. Yeah. And are your kids important to you? Of course. Yes. And do your kids come to you for advice? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. So moms <laughs> moms are great with advice on all subjects. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to put your advice to the test with a game that I'm calling Mama Knows Best. Pactfulness. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. No, I, I asked, hope I'm good at this. Oh, you're going to be great. I asked my mom for advice on five important subjects that face teenage boys. Okay. I recorded her answers. Oh. And so we're going to see how your advice compares with my mom's advice. <laughs> Whoa, this is, this is high pressure. Yes. How am so, I going to do this? Okay. I'm just looking at it from a mama perspective. All right. right. So yeah. if you give the same advice as my mom or close to the same advice, <laughs> you get a super mom sticker. Okay. If you're wrong, you get nothing and you'll like uh, it. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. So the lesson learned here is that my mom is always right. That's ultimately the lesson. And so let's see how many super mom stickers. Okay. Let's see how many super mom stickers you can earn. So here we go. Five important questions about life as asked by a teenage boy in America. Are you ready? Oh boy. Yes. Okay. All right. Here we go. Mom. That's you. Okay. Mom, I have a big test tomorrow and I'm worried I'm going to get a bad grade. My friends told me that they cheat all the time and the teacher is clueless. I think I'm going to cheat too. Is that wrong? So what is your advice to your son? Uh, son, that is wrong. Yeah, just because other people are doing it <laughs> does not mean that you should do it too. And you're not really, you're not learning or growing when you are cheating. And it just really sets up uh, something that you don't want to fall back on in life. You know, cheating is not the answer. You have to be honest and do your work. You'll get success on your own and it'll make you feel so much better. You did the work and you are successful. And and yeah, please don't do that. Okay. <laughs> and end with that. Please don't do that. All right. Let's see how my mom responded. Are you okay. ready? Okay, yes. here we go. Child cheating is always wrong. Cheating mm-hmm. is never the right way. You should not cheat. Once you cheat once, you will be known as a cheater. You will never feel good about yourselves. It's better to get a failing grade by not cheating than to get a good grade by cheating. Very similar answer. You get a super mom sticker. Yeah, I liked her. I like how she just says it with like, you know. With authority for sure. Like, I love it. She just has a commanding kind of like, yep, do not do it. And Mark, I'm sure you were like, okay, mom. Uh, No problem. When you were a teenager. That's right. right. All right. So here we go. So you, you did, you bing, bing, you got the correct answer there. All right. Here we go. Question number two, mom, there's someone in my math class that I really like, but I'm afraid to ask out. How do I let this person know that I like them without feeling embarrassed or rejected? Hmm. So now, now you've got okay. to think, what's the advice there? Oh, okay. I would say to try and connect with this person on a level of something that you guys have interest in. You are both in the same math class. So maybe start with asking her about how's your math, you know, how's it going in class? Um, or maybe even, I'm struggling with this. Do you have any advice for me? I got number five wrong on this test. What'd you get? You know, just something where you can connect right away. And then the rest will just snowball. You'll kind of know, okay, do I like this person? Is this person, you'll, you'll get a sense of, is this person going to be a friend or like caring uh, funny, and then you'll, the rest will just follow. But just I like that. With, connect with something that you have in common. That's right, and start with the subject that you're studying together. That makes sense yeah. to me. All right, let's see okay. what my mom had to say. Are you ready? Okay. Here yes. we go. Child, do not go directly to the person because you might be rejected. <laughs> do it through his or her friend. Let the friend of the person you like know your feelings. And then let the friend feel out the person to see how they feel about you. 
And that way, it's not like an outright rejection, but it's kind of a softer way of getting accepted or rejected. Mm. Conflicting advice. Both were good, but it did not match what my mom said. So you get no (laughs) No. sticker for that. Friend the friend avenue. I didn't even think about the friend avenue. Friend of a friend avenue. Okay, here we go. Sometimes works too, for sure. Yeah. All right. Question number three. They're going to get tougher. Mom. Here we go. Mom in the bathroom today. I accidentally bought a kilo of hash from that creepy guy (laughs) in my history class. It just happened. Now I have a kilo of hash sitting in my locker. (laughs) What do I do? All right. So your son has a kilo of hash in his locker. What's your advice to him? I would say, what are you thinking? Like, what were your thoughts going through this? Why did, you know, what were were you doing? Yeah, I would have to probably just figure out what took you to this. Right. How did it get to this point? How did we, yes, this is gone. Yes, that I would have to get to the bottom of it. That's a lot of drugs. Uh, All right, let's see what my mom had to say. Okay, here we go. Child, first of all, everyone selling drugs is not creepy. They're very rich people. And here's a chance for us to maybe share in the wealth you have a kilo of drugs. Let's get together before you make any rash decisions. I have some people we can talk to, and we'll discuss this as a family. Whoa. Wow. It looks like my mom wants to be a drug runner. Lindsay, your answer did not match what my mom had to say, so no, no sticker not. for you. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. They're getting crazy here. Question number four. Mom, I want to quit school. It's too hard. Besides, I'm not learning anything I'll ever use in the career I really want. Influencer. YouTube influencer. Can you unenroll me so I can pursue my dream of being the next great Instagram or TikTok influencer? And so what is your answer to that? Oh, I say, son, I really want you to follow your dreams. I really do. I, I, I support you. But we need to finish. We need to finish high school. Did you say high school? Yeah, sure. We need. Yeah, we need to. School. We need to. We need to finish school, um, and the and do a little bit of growing, and the and we can. You can pers- You know, you can do some. The influencer thing on the side, enjoy, but we're not. You know, it's important to get through school, get an education. And, and pursue your dreams. And if that is your dream, I'm all for it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm totally in support. You're of not that, in the but, business but, of crushing dreams, Lindsay. No, of I'm course not, not. Of course not. But I mean, yeah, but, but hold on. We're not dropping out of school for it. No, no. Well, let's see if my mom feels the same way. Okay. All right, here we go. Child, you know, I've been a supportive parent your whole life, but that's the most f***ed up question I have ever heard from a crazy <laughs> son. No, you are not going to go into an Instagram influencer. Yes, you are going to stay in school. You are not going to drop out. And that's the final word. You hear me? <laughs> my mom means business. Oh, my God. Your mom is the best. Yes. Yeah, so you earned a sticker there. And then finally, here we go. Okay. <laughs> mom, remember how you told me once that if I accidentally swallow gum, it won't stay in my stomach for seven years. That's just a story adults tell you. Well, what happens if you accidentally swallow four D batteries? I'm asking for a friend. Okay, so what are you going to tell your son who just Uh, swallowed four D batteries? We're going straight to the emergency room. 
that's it. I mean, that's it. This, End that's the story. That's All right. it. Let's see how my mom responded. Okay. Child, that is about the dumbest thing I've ever heard you do. <laughs> but let me tell you, if that indeed happens, you better stay very, very close to a toilet and you are going to have some electrifying bowel movements. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's <laughs> that does still require a trip to the ER. Uh, well, you were both very fast on your feet. I think, Lindsay, you've earned three Supermom stickers. You've Woo! done a great job. And thank you for coming on Podfulness. I hope this was fun for you. Oh, so fun. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. I love it. And I love your mom. Say hi to your whole family for me. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been the best. You bet. Thanks, Lindsay. Okay. Thanks, Mark. As soon as Lindsay and I finished the podcast recording, she texted me. She had one of those moments that we all have when you realize you wish you would have said something at the time and the words just didn't come to you. I asked her to describe, we can do hard things in just a few sentences. And this is what she really wished she would have said. And I quote her here, as a mother, a wife, a daughter, a sister, a friend, working full time, a business owner, a person who has been divorced, navigating the challenge of co-parenting with my ex, a breast cancer survivor, remarried with a blended family, and living in a world where there's a lot of trauma and hurt, it helps to talk through these hard things and knowing we will be okay. Those kinds of hard things that everyone can relate to. That is the root of We Can Do Hard Things. I do love hearing about new podcasts and how they impact people's lives, so thank you, Lindsay, for sharing your story with us. And thanks to all of you for listening and giving up some of your day. It's much appreciated. Enjoy what you have left of your day and I will catch you next time for another episode of Podfulness. Podfulness.